It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Let's talk a little bit, Angie, about the truth. Uh, so realtor.com uh, published six statements that buyers make that they view as just not true. And so I want to see, talking to you, if that's really the case, kind of vet this article and these takeaways for us. Are these things, these statements, especially here locally, lies, truth, or somewhere in between? All right, so the first thing that they said was, it's a bad time to buy a home right now. Prices are just, you know, it's too high, whatever the reason may be, it's a bad time to buy a home. Guys are not coming down. <laughs> so <laughs> if you think now's a bad time, a month from now, you're going to think it's even a worse time, right? Because the prices are continuing to go up. You know, I, I think maybe that appreciation will slow down, but we're not going to see this major dip. It's not happening. So now is not a bad time to buy. Actually, now's a bad time to buy versus five months ago when you should have bought when the prices were lower, right? Um, so no, it, it's still an amazing time. And even though it is a seller's market, Values are still going up. They're increasing. So that means that's immediate equity in your home when you go to close in your home. And then again, still interest rates are definitely low. You know, they're still in the threes. And that's amazing, you know, compared to back in the day when they were at 10 and 15%, right? Just think about, you know, what your mortgage payments would look like then. So it's an amazing time to buy still. Very good. That one, uh, no uh, no blurred lines, it sounds like, in that discussion. <laughs> Very straightforward. Very yeah. straightforward. Another statement that buyers make that, uh, you know, this article says just is not true. We'll see if Angie agrees or not. I'm going to have to waive a home inspection for my offer to stand out. You know, not necessarily. Um, I would say if you are in a multiple offer situation, that definitely will be appealing to the seller. But honestly, actually, let me let me take that back. The way that this is worded is waive a home inspection. So no, I think that's incorrect. I think what is correct is you might need to say, hey, we'll be purchasing the home as is. But it's always, always, always smart to still do your due diligence, get your home inspection, get your pest termite, your radon inspection, because you need to understand and, and, and know, you know, kind of the quality and the workmanship and the type of home you're about to buy. So, no, I do not agree with that. You will not need to waive your home inspection for the offer to stand out, but you might need to say, hey, I will not ask for any repairs. Important nuance there. Yeah, buying a home yes. as is, but with your eyes wide open is one thing versus going in blindly and not even knowing what you're getting into in terms Correct. of getting Correct. into the home. So that's good. All right. A lot of buyers will say, I'll need to bid tens of thousands over list price to win the home. How true is that statement? Uh, very true. Very okay. true if okay. it's a multiple <laughs> offer situation again, you know, but not every home is multiple offers. You know, a lot in certain price points and, you know, areas are, but not every single home, you know. We're actually seeing the market slow down just a teeny bit in some some areas where we're actually shocked when we don't get multiple offers, right? But yes, you if you are in a multiple offer situation, I would strongly suggest you go in, you know, strong with your offer. 
A great way to get some guidance there, though, because I've seen offers where someone's gone 5000 above and they've won, but they've gone 100000 above and they've lost, right? Um, it's good to look at the trends, okay? And that's what our team, we do really, really great is, you know, we use our showing time services to look at the trends, how many um, showings are on that particular home. Um, we know kind of the back end of how to work that to our advantage. So, you know, we were actually doing that practice in our team meeting this week, and there was one particular home that had 30 offers come to find out. And when you look at the showing report, and they had over 100 showings. So that can give you some guidance on, well, how strong do we need to go in versus there only being seven showings, right? Because you never truly know how many offers are on the table unless the listing agent and seller eventually disclose that. But also just looking at the trends within like that particular area and neighborhood, okay? The last five homes that have closed, they've all went 30, 50,000 above. Well, we can only expect that's probably the same trend that we need to follow. Um, so just really having an agent that is doing that research, digging deep, to help you to understand kind of the trends within that specific area to help you win in that multiple offer situation. That's helpful uh, perspective there, Angie. And yeah, that's a good one. Not every case, but yeah, if you're going to be in a competitive area, be prepared for that bidding war to uh, happen. And that was the next statement that they had in this article too, is I'm going to end up in a bidding war. But I feel like you kind of addressed that one in your in your last Yeah, yeah. Not always. You know, yes, a lot, but not always. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I think, or I know that like our team, our agents, we can definitely give you some guidance on if we expect a bidding war or not, just based on the amount of showings that that home is getting. We're talking with Angie Cole of ACO Realty here in the Triangle about uh, buyer statements that are often made, analyzing whether these are true uh, depictions or if these are truly, you know, kind of the accurate, uh, you know, understanding of the market and that kind of thing right now. This next one's a really interesting one, Angie. Uh, if a buyer says, I need a, I need a bunch of extra money to cover the appraisal gap. Well, for mm -hmm. those of our listeners who don't know, what is the appraisal gap first and how yeah. true is that? Yeah, most definitely. So there's a list price of a home. And then there's an offer price or a contract price. With a multiple offer situation, you will typically find that the offer or the contract price has gone above the list price. Well, it's our jobs if we are representing the buyer to pull comparables and give guidance on where we feel confident the home will appraise. An appraisal is required whenever there's a loan. Um, so that's a third party who's given an evaluation on the property. You know, so if you are paying, let's say you're paying 25000 above list price, the list price more than likely is probably going to be close to what the listing agent felt like the home would praise for, unless they're pushing the market or underpricing the home to drive more traffic. But let's say that the home is listed at 500. We make an offer for 525, we win. We have now gone 25,000 above the list price and where we feel like the home would appraise. Well, let's say the appraisal comes in at 500. So it's 25,000 short of our contract price. What that means is the lender will lend for the 500,000 mark. So either the seller needs to reduce the price from 525 contract price down to 500 or the buyer needs to make up the difference between 500 and 525. Somehow we need to fill that gap. So that's an appraisal gap, right? If it's a multiple offer situation though, it's going to be probably expected and you need to be prepared if you are the buyer that you will come to the table with the additional money. So that $25,000 gap that we had from the appraisal. So yes, if you are in a multiple offer situation, if you go above asking price, you need to make sure that you have the money at hand because you will probably be expected to make up that gap. 
Otherwise, more than likely, the seller will not accept your offer because your offer really doesn't mean anything, right? There's no, like, it's, it's not a really a valid offer in a sense, and it has no support if you don't have the means to make up the difference, right? So, yes, it's going to be expected. That is uh, helpful to know. Great analysis there, That was long-winded, I know. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> that's important because the appraisal yeah. gap can, can derail a... A closing if you're not careful and if you don't have a plan going into it. And that, I know right, that's where right. you and, and your, your offer team... won't be accepted if you if you don't yeah. have the means to make up that gap, right? Yeah. And that's a great point. And that's why you got to go in with a plan. Angie and her team always ready for that uh, situation to arise, especially in certain parts of the market. So if you've got any questions about that or anything else we've talked about, definitely call or text Angie. Talk through it with her and the team, 919-538-6477. They can set up a buyer's consultation with you. Make sure that you are well prepared for what you're going to face when you go to buy a home. 919-538-6477. You can also download for free the buyer's guide that Angie has created for home buyers here in the Triangle by texting the word SAVVY to the number 21000. Again, text the code word SAVVY to the number 21,000. All right, last but not least, Angie, if a buyer says, I need a perfect credit score these days to get a loan, what do you say? That is not true. (laughs) Um, Luckily, you know, there are different types of loans, um, different ways to kind of finagle and help you to get financing. So no, you do not need a perfect credit score. Now, does a very high credit score help you in regards to getting the best interest rates and the best loan product? Most definitely, um, but a perfect credit score is not needed. We actually, Jonathan Ellis, who actually helps us, you know, with this radio show, our preferred lender, um, he actually has a loan product that can go below 600 credit score. So there are options out there if you have maybe a lower, you know, credit score than what you prefer to get you into a home. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.